everyone. Thank you so much for coming over to listen today. I'm Sue Van Rees, nutritional therapist, food psychology specialist, author, and founder of Boulder Nutrition here in Boulder, Colorado. For the next few weeks, I'll be hosting a very special edition of the podcast called The Soul Food Sessions. The Soul Food Sessions are bite-sized morsels of wisdom from our 2018 guest teachers, little tasters here and there from me, and some sweet shares from my past participants of my online program, The Yoga of Eating, a six-month course and community to heal your relationship to food and your body. Registration is now open. Over the next few weeks, you will get mini appetizer plates to sample through the soul food sessions. We have amazing content coming for you. And if you like these little tasters and teachings, I guarantee that you are going to love the Yoga of Eating online course and community. The Yoga of Eating begins this January. This is my most complete body of work combining nutritional therapy, food psychology, yoga, meditation, embodiment practices, recipes, resources, and our wonderful group of online guest teachers. You can find out more at theyogaofeating.com. I could not be more excited to share with you this very special edition of Satiate, and I am also incredibly grateful to be offering you some of the most potent wisdom from experts all over the country. So pour yourself a cup of something wintry and warming, settle into your favorite spot, and enjoy this soul food session. Well, thank you so much for being here today on this beautiful new year, or whenever it is you're listening to this podcast. And personally, I'm a lover of beginning anew, of taking a little inventory of what it is that I'm working on or what it is I want to focus on in my life and creating some practices to support those things in being even more thorough and in-depth and productive, I guess you could say. And so I wanted to share with you these three different practices I do each and every year that both help me with completion around the year that's coming to an end, that help me with what it is I'm calling forth as a new year or new beginning is before me, and lastly, how to deal with that sneaky resistance that lives in each of us or those obstacles that tell us that what it is we truly want for some reason just isn't possible. I'll get into a little bit of the yogic philosophy and tantric philosophy around intention and some of these touchstones for me that have been really helpful in guiding me in this process over the last few years. So I wanted to start with this very first practice that I do always right around the new year, whether it's right before or right after. And it's what I call retrospection. Retrospection is a specific practice that looks back at the year that is coming to completion and asks us to write down all those year's highlights. 
Now there's many ways to look into these highlights for ourselves, but this particular practice works best if we do this with pen to paper, not a lot of thought put into it, but more kind of a stream of consciousness um, writing exercise to see what it is that stands out the most. Sometimes I go month by month, sometimes I just go freestyle and see what comes. And it's really interesting if you can maybe set your timer for 10 or 15 minutes and just allow that free writing to happen. You can really access your subconscious and unconscious mind this way. When I look back at my answers, it's very interesting what has jumped out at me and what has actually been forgotten about. Sometimes things that I would imagine have been like big highlights of the year, I didn't even think of in this writing exercise. And what this does for me is it actually allows me to see what's really important to me. What actually really fills me up and what stands out the most amidst all of the things we go to and go through in 12 months of a year. And it's helpful to see what those themes are as we move forward into what it is we want to focus on what it is we want to call in. So the next practice or the next thing I do each and every new year is twofold actually. One of my closest friends is um, from the South and every New Year's Day, she has a black eyed pea party or sometimes just a small gathering where we cook black eyed peas and we enjoy a meal together and decide on a word that we're going to use as our, um, our word for the year. And we sort of help each other along and sometimes other people in the gathering will be part of this and we sort of brainstorm on this word. And from there, the word starts to symbolize what it is that my intention is for this brand new year. And we've done this for so many years that we, you know, are always like, when are we going to get together for our black eyed pea party and our word that we're going to help each other come up with for the year? And it's funny because we'll often reflect back on this word months later when we're getting together to catch up and just be like, how's it going with that word that you declared as your word for the year? And from there, that word starts this process for me of looking at what it is that I really want to focus on. And what I really want to focus on helps me to get clear on how I want to use my time, how I want to use my resources, and how I want to step fully into these intentions. There's almost always something in us that is an obstacle or a part of our resistance. And so I wanted to take a little moment and share with you as this third thing that I do each and every year, which is really look at what those are and what we can do to basically strengthen our desires, strengthen our intentions and diminish those obstacles or, the, or those pieces of resistance that linger in there inside of our consciousness telling us that what it is we want we can't have for whatever reason. I've learned a lot about my resistance in the past few years. Um, the times I would rather not follow through, not try or not go. 
these tasks that might make me uncomfortable in elaborate ways, and so I avoid them for weeks at a time. Many of us can relate to this. There's often automatic excuses I use to avoid pushing myself into something new, and most importantly, there is what happens when I actually recognize this and break through to the other side. In fact, resistance has become a very important teacher for me. Resistance helps me find my edge. It offers me a new way. It shows me where I'm limiting myself or where I can get stuck. So I decided to befriend resistance. Often we repeat our old behaviors out of fear. We don't know what's coming, so our minds choose something which we're already familiar. Looking our resistance in the eye can give us a chance to inquire why it's arising. Sometimes it's fear of failure or vulnerability or shame or the feeling of being inadequate or avoiding old feelings that we would rather not feel. Sometimes we're engaging in a limiting belief that comes from a long time ago, even our childhood. Believing old stories that our minds keep repeating on overdrive that we're not good enough, not smart enough, not lovable enough, not pretty enough. Being comfortable with change is a challenge. So many of us are uncomfortable with something new. Our obstacles can show us a new way of doing things, a new plan for the future. Um, In more spiritual terms, when we meet our resistance, Often, a new element is needed. The way ahead is blocked for a reason, and until you find that key element, the obstacle remains in place or even increases. That key element could be a new idea, a new feeling, a change in our attitude, a new level of support or accountability, or even a new piece of information. Acknowledging fear or the fear of unfamiliar ways and new beginnings, and the releasing of the old is very strong medicine when we're looking ahead towards a new beginning. Especially when we're exploring these desires and these intentions that we feel so passionate and excited about bringing into our lives. When we loosen our grip on these old ways, these old challenges, these old obstacles, and these old patterns of resistance, we open ourselves to possibility and even a comforting sense of freedom and lightness. So when we notice our resistance arise, can we pause and just simply ask ourselves, why? Or what do you have to tell me? Remember that on the other side of resistance are qualities such as expansion, freedom, trust, openness, potential, personal power, satisfaction, fulfillment, and even love. The stepping stones to our dreams and our intentions and desires begin with slow and steady footholds, a lot of intuitive listening inwardly, and attention to our inner ecology, our strong vision, and our daily practices that support our vision. Resistance is always going to show up and challenge our strength and our commitment, but when we embrace it, we can move mountains. So as you begin to reveal what it is you're seeking on this new beginning, this new year, 
this time to evaluate how we want to move forward in our most powerful and fulfilled selves. The process of our desires and our intentions leads us through many different explorations. You might want to look your resistance straight in the eye and make friends. Follow some of the reflections in the downloadable worksheet and use these ritual prompts to hone your intuition, dance with your darkness and fear, and let your obstacles show you the way back home to your true nature. In the yogic texts, tantric texts to be specific, there are some very age-old practices that relate to this new beginning and setting intention. In those age-old texts, the intention setting is called sankalpa. It's a Sanskrit word that means setting intention from the heart and the mind. And what's interesting for me to note when I read and study about some of the ancient practices around Sankalpa is that they truly go back thousands of years. So while intention and intentional living and being clear on our focus right now feels like a trendy sort of thing to do in the world, um, it actually has a very potent and powerful history. Human beings have been doing this for thousands of years. There's something to it. And it doesn't mean it's foolproof. There's plenty of curveballs that can get thrown our way in life from the external world, and sometimes even from the internal world that we can't control. But when we know what we're truly focusing on and what we're really prioritizing in our life, it helps us to clear away the clutter. So in the ancient texts, sankalpa is more than just a goal. It's more than just something we want, but it's something that we want or that we vision for ourselves that comes from a really deep-rooted personal passion and soul purpose perspective. It's aligned with our higher self and the good of others in our lives. It helps us to fully live into our divine purpose in the world and to strengthen the actions that take place from knowing what it is we're working on. So many times I see this happen with people, including myself, where we're so focused on what we want and yet the actions to follow do not match up. I'm sure you can all think of a time in your life where you have an example of that in yourself. The human consciousness and the human dilemma is tricky. It's a trickster. And so we have to be very conscious to make sure that our actions are coming from a place of mindfulness, of consciousness, and of intention so that the opportunity for them to be reckless or opposing what it is we're truly wanting for ourselves is lessened. I find that this age-old wisdom is very helpful for me in clarifying what it is that I truly want for myself 
and how to sprinkle in those little things every day, whether it's a tiny little practice, a morning ritual, a new system in your business, a friend that you can talk to, getting some support or coaching, finding a community of like-minded people, or simply really honing your habits to match what it is you're working on. I have to say this has really changed my my life in the, in the big picture and it's not because everything I intend happens. I have to say that there's definitely times where I am intent on manifesting a goal and something is just not timely or aligned with what needs to happen in my life. And it can be disappointing. This is not a foolproof method where we get to control the future. But it surely helps us to get very clear and focused and prioritize what we want to spend our energy on, how we want to use our resources, who we want to surround ourselves with, and how we want to take care of ourselves in all the different ways that we need attention. So I will leave you with a downloadable reflection sheet at the bottom of this page where you can explore some of these aspects in yourself as we begin anew this new year or use this anytime that you feel the need to draw your line in the sand whatever that day may be new beginnings are available for us i believe any time we want if you want to take your exploration further come on over to theyogaofeating.com and see what we're up to for this new year, this new beginning in a online course and community that is geared towards healing your relationship to food and your body. We use a lot of these age-old yogic practices as touchstones for our time together, and we surely get clear on what it is that we're prioritizing in our health, our happiness, and our wholeness. It is such a pleasure to have you here for this very special edition of Satiate the Soul Food Sessions, which are really little bite-sized tasters and appetizers from the Yoga of Eating online course and community. Our next course and community begins this January and registration opens December 29th, just in time for the new year. I would surely love to have you join us and you can find out so many details over at theyogaofeating.com. The Yoga of Eating is a very diverse and complete body of work that supported hundreds of women in their journey to create a balanced and healthy and positive relationship to food and their bodies. Our staff of guest teachers this year is mind-blowing and supportive and wise and potent and I'm so excited to have such a dynamic group of people supporting the yoga of eating journey. Thank you so much for listening today and be sure to head over to theyogaofeating.com when registration opens December 29th and you can keep your eye on your inbox for the next soul food session coming to you soon.